Yo, welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 141. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. We're back, and uh, let's get right to it, man. The Suns, we saw them this weekend. Don't get to see them on TV much, but, you know, got a little taste of them this weekend. What'd you think? I'm not gonna lie, I've been hesitant to, like commit to them as you know a premier western conference team Mm -hmm. uh just because it's been it was such a quick jump from last year yeah uh but watching them and you know them playing pretty good competition this weekend uh philly and brooklyn Mm -hmm. I i liked a lot of the things i saw man yeah i did too i did too especially like offensively is where i thought they would struggle Mm-hmm. Trying to kind of balance things out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how much of it is like what the primary reason for their offensive success. But I really yeah. like their balance with how they use everybody. Their balance is great, man. I mean, they have like a a sneaky top tier depth in the West now to me. Yeah. Everybody comes in and can actually contribute in the game. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's interesting because. Both games, every time they started struggling and like trying to spread it out and get everybody shots, yeah. As soon as they started struggling, they'd either like make a concerted effort to get eight in the ball more, yeah, or play through CP or Booker, right. And literally yeah. in the Philly game, every time I'm like, okay, you know, guys are starting to miss shots, they're starting to miss them badly. Like, let's get Booker a touch. Next play, Booker gets a touch. Yeah. Uh, and and that was I really like that they're doing that. I, I think it'll it'll just make them that much better in the playoffs. Honestly, yeah, I think so too. Defensively, defensively they don't impress me, mm-hmm. but they're not a letdown. Yeah, they're they they seem a little small on defense sometimes. Yes, and it, the thing is their team isn't like crazy small but they just seem like they're mismatched a lot well again from these two games they do a good job of just defending in general and making possessions a little tougher yeah but they i mean mb did whatever he wanted yeah and this past this weekend durant (laughs) just just easy but the good thing is those are guys who do whatever they want anytime pretty yeah but I, i don't like when it's that easy yeah, Dragon thirty three and three quarters is bad. Yeah, and and Embiid Embiid really didn't force shots until like the game was almost over. Mm-hmm. And I think if he was a little bit more aggressive, his stat line would have been just insane. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yep. How do you feel know. about? Oh, go ahead. I just I don't know who their MVP is. Like the easy answer is Chris Paul. Yeah. But it's it it didn't really look like it in these two games. You know, I think CP, even though, um, you know, like you said, they get into those breakdowns where CP has to go kind of one-on-one, it still seems like he's taking too many bad shots. For me, it does. He gets those little, uh, it was the, the Nets game, he had like three straight of those mid-range fadeaways in people's face, but like they didn't really need it. And he got to the spot easily. Yeah. But... um you know, it, it's the amount of times he does it in a row, the possessions. Yeah, it's weird. 
It's weird because, like, it's kind of good that he's taking the bad shots for the team in a lot of situations. Yeah. But at the same time, he seems to force it a lot of the time. He does. And Definitely. I just, like, I'm like, like, Booker can throw up a more awful shots if that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, but, again, their big thing, I think, matchup-wise, they might struggle. Like, I think the Clippers would give them a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Just because, Kawhi- like, they'd have no answer for Kawhi or Paul George. Right. Uh, and, and obviously with the Lakers, I mean, yeah. I think Jokic will dominate them. Yeah, uh, probably. So, so I really, I don't know, even like, even the Mavericks or or even a guy like DeRozan for the Spurs. Yeah. yeah. I just, I'm not sure how they contain guys like that. Right. Because you mentioned, well, obviously, KD and Embiid are just crazy. But these other guys, you should have some kind of idea how to contain. Well, Crowder was out, right? Yeah. So they normally would have Crowder. So that helps a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's their one-on-one guy. So for those right. particular teams where there's one guy, he would be there. But, um, you know, looking at the Nets... The teams with a lot of firepower, um, the Nuggets, those guys. How do you have who do you have on Porter and Gordon, you know, and Jokic? You know, right. that's going to be Cam Johnson, isn't it? As a defender, no, to he's me. not. He's long, but that's it. Neither is Bridges. No, Bridges is long, but he's like pencil thin. Yeah. Yeah, and if you get past him, it's like he has no recover game at all. And another problem they have, like Aiton is big. But you don't really feel it on defense. Yeah, he, I was going to say he's definitely not a rim protector. No. He's just big. It, he just doesn't take up, like, space. He rebounds, again, similar to just their overall defense. Like, he's a good rebounder. Yeah. But he doesn't really... It's not a meaningful impact a lot of the time. Right. Right. And who's their, who's their backup big? Bradley? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> It's not gonna work. Uh, and I like Bradley. I think Bradley. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he does play, but he's not a, you know, not a playoff backup big. I don't think. Um, yeah, but you could survive like that. A lot of teams do. Yeah, but not if Aiton is getting exposed and he gets in foul trouble a lot. Yes, that's that's a the huge pro- problem. And then I don't really like their small ball lineups yet. I feel like I did. I feel like I said earlier that I did, and I may have to take that back because I don't like I don't like Dario in at the five, or Cam Johnson in at the four, yeah. and f- four or five thing they do. It, yeah, it doesn't look good for them, especially now that the other West teams are getting bigger. You know, Drummond on LA, Cousins on the other LA, Javale on the Nuggets. Like they're getting bigger and better inside. Um, uh, you know, Portland has cancer playing a lot of minutes. Nurkic is back. So that might be ugly for them in the playoffs. Might be ugly. Yeah, I agree. Anything else for the Suns? I think Monty Williams is doing a good job. He is. Uh, coach of the year, I really don't see that good of no. a job. But he no. is, again, he's balancing a lot of the things they're doing. Right. It's uh, hard to be coach of the year when you get someone like CP. Right. And yeah, they, something like that. I'm curious. I'm curious how Devin Booker will 
take more con- whether he'll take more control of the offense or less when they get into the playoffs. Right. Because a lot yeah. of times they look good either way. So mm-hmm. they do. He's such a good off the ball player. Yeah. And man. you know when he needs a bucket, he can go get a bucket. Dude, him and him and Bradley Beal, like game to game, I think one is better than the other. Yeah, they have a similar similar style game for sure. Very, very skilled, like elite perimeter, like just package, very efficient. Yeah. Uh, both get better every off season. Yeah, I, I give I give Bradley the edge because Bradley is a better playmaker, but yeah. Booker sometimes he just sometimes Booker looks like a really good defender sometimes some nights occasionally. Um, yeah, he has he has his moments, but all right. Speaking of the Suns game, Durant's back. KD looked pretty good. Thirty three and three quarters. Yeah. Um. Nobody feeds off of, like, if if the team moves the ball well, just KD is, is unstoppable. Yeah, because how, how he chooses to be, he chooses to be yes. the ultimate role player. Yes. Like, he, and he like I don't know if he likes that, but it's comfortable with him because it gives him less pressure, obviously. We know how he is with pressure already. But it takes the pressure off of him. You got Blake scoring, Shamit scoring. Uh, Joe Harris is lighting it up. You got all these guys playing well. Then how do you guard Durant? Somebody's open all the time. Blake all was the hitting time. Threes. And and they they never. It just it seems like they never miss an opportunity to make an extra pass. Yep. And with them, like with them, guys don't turn down open shots, so they never overpass the ball. Right. Right. Yeah. I I, I can't really. I can't judge them until Harden is back, though. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Harden has kind of been their main guy since he got there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm I'm just curious how much Durant will play off Harden if, if it'll go the other way from time to time. Because mm-hmm. that's the duo we really haven't seen. Right. right. Uh, and, and, like, it, it seems like it should be in, like a effortless you know match that'll work right uh but i just don't know like harden controls the ball a lot mm-hmm. and durant has gotten so comfortable like not having a guy out there that does that mm-hmm. uh i mean he hasn't had that since he left russ right and D- Kyrie hasn't really like controlled the ball excessively you know to his credit mm-hmm. so that's the only dynamic I'm really looking for because offensively, I mean, everybody, anybody who's been watching the NBA this year knows there's really no better offensive team than the Nets. Oh yeah, for it's sure. not even like it hasn't even been close. Yeah, it hasn't. And I mean, and even just on paper, you don't even need to watch. It's it's just ridiculous. The team is ridiculous on paper. Um, and Tyler Johnson played good too, but um. Uh, it is it is going to be interesting to see if Harden, because Harden is definitely when he drives, he always looks for the open guy. But is yeah. Durant going to be that open guy? Is Durant going to be okay not being the open guy sometimes? Because sometimes it'll be someone else, and Harden doesn't necessarily look for the same person. Like right, if Durant's open and Tyler Johnson is open, Harden's going to throw it to the most open person. Not he's not just going to pick Durant. Yeah. 
to so that's that's, that's be, one of his better point guard qualities. It is, but is that going to make them successful? Is that going to, you know, keep Durant in his rhythm? Uh, you know, we don't know. I'm not too stressed about that. My thing is, the more the more of the three stars they got out there, the less defense they play. Dude, I was about to get to that. Their defense against Phoenix was atrocious. And Phoenix, you know, towards the end, they just started outscoring Phoenix. Like, just straight up. But... That's such a bad was... recipe to get comfortable with. Yeah. Dude, they were giving Kaminsky wide open threes. I'm like, what is Kaminsky good at? He's only good at one thing, is shooting threes. I mean, and then um, Booker would come down, uh, make one pass fake, he'd be wide open. For some reason, their, um, their pick and roll defense was garbage. Every pick and roll, they both went with the roll man. And then the person with the ball was wide open. Did you see that? It did like four straight times. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, it's it's like very similar to what I see in D.C. It's like the effort just isn't there. Like we don't care about getting a stop. Yeah. Like we'll be present, like look like we're playing defense, but when any effort to, to actually get a stop, we're not going to make it. Right. Right. Um, so... <laughs> With that being said, though, they, they look outrageously good. For and sure. I, I, I'd honestly, I'd be disappointed if anybody in the East gave them a challenge. <laughs> I agree. I was thinking the same thing. Like, it really should blow past the East. But you never know, man. I mean, I don't think know. Philly will let it happen because they're very complete. Yeah. Uh, and Embiid, I mean... That's going to be a problem for them. I mean, my God, Claxton on Embiid for seven games? Yeah. I don't even know who goes next because Claxton's getting in foul trouble at least three of those games. Blake? Dear God, no thank you. <laughs> Who's guarding Tobias? Durant? Yeah. Tobias can give Durant at least 20. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the weird thing in the playoffs they play offense so well, but their stars don't really impact the game a lot of the time. Yeah. And when the games get, like, like nasty and slow, mm-hmm. I just I don't trust all three of them to have a big impact. Mm. Do you think, um, do you think uh, Philly has the best defense in the East? Man-to-man? Like, best defenders, um, I should yeah. say? With Thibel, Ben Simmons, yeah. Tobias, Embiid. Yeah. They have the best, like, what I complained about with Phoenix. Danny Green. Like, so. right. Philly is, that's like a strength for them. Yeah. Dwight. Right. Yeah. And Danny Green, by the way, has just been lights out last couple weeks. Yeah, he's been good. He's looked really good. <laughs> Let's see what he does in the They're finals like, in the playoffs. Right. But <laughs> Philly's been weird because they get, like, Seth Curry playing good defense. Yeah. So I'm well, like, you is, know, is it just, like, a team thing or is it just good matchup guys that they have? Well, you know, the thing is, if you know you have good help, you can play tougher defense. Because, yes. you know, you can get all up in. If you get blown by, okay, I got Dwight down there. You're like, let me just switch off. So I think sometimes, 
you know, when the team's defense is better, individuals who don't normally play good defense can strap up harder, a little bit harder, like Seth. Um, even Shake Moulton looks like a good defender sometimes. He's long, you know. He likes to get those steals every once in a while. Kind of has a Lou Williams yeah, kind of defense. Mil- Milton, yeah, Mil- Milton is like the one role-less guy on the team. Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of works the way he just does random shit out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't really like that he tries to be like a Karis Levert knockoff sometimes, but <laughs> but again, like he just he takes control of bad uh possessions for like the second unit a lot of the time. Yeah. And and it's it's they get away with it pretty well, I'll say that. Yep. Yep. All right. Who else we got? What else do you want to talk about in the league? Uh, I can give a shout out to DC eight game win streak. We're in the uh, we're in the play-in right now. What do you think about that? You think it's gonna stay? I, I hope <laughs> so. <laughs> Russ Russ has been he's finally been playing like I thought he would coming into the season, mm-hmm. where he's just even his even his problems. He's like overcoming them just off of like energy, right? And it's infecting the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest that's that's like a weird. You don't really know how much of that is causing these wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something that I've seen on the court that's causing wins is they finally have a, a real defensive center. And Gafford, Ms. the guy. Gafford? I, the guy I thought was just getting and ones off awful defense. Now Gafford can play, man. I he's told you good, when they man. first got him, he's, he's good. He's good. He he does that like Nerlens Noel thing, that Mitchell Robinson yeah. thing, where he's just energy. He finishes the lobs and the easy opportunities. Yeah, uh, and it works, man. Like that's who they. Bryant was trying too much, like to to do too many things. That like um, that uh high screen handoff they did with him was a terrible play man it got exposed every single time and he like dribbled to the top of the key and tried to hand it off to a guard yes and the problem is brian has no iq yeah and and honestly gaffer doesn't either but he doesn't play like he needs it right he just sticks to what he knows how to do it's simple yep and i i think I think if this team really gets in the play-in, I think they could get in the playoffs. I do too. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, do I believe they'll even challenge anybody in the top of the East? No. Uh, <laughs> but it, I would enjoy seeing it. I'll say that. And if well, they, they would... do, if they by some miracle do upset somebody or start taking games from somebody, I'm gonna be talking so much shit. Well, they would play Indiana right now if the plan was today. Oh, that's easy. Indiana hasn't played defense in like two months. They'd have to... See, this is the thing. I, I The play-in tournament is kind of confusing. They'd have to beat Indiana, and then they'd have to beat the loser of Miami and Charlotte. So, they'd have that's, to beat... That's two winnable games right there. It is. It like, is. You know, DC can't really trust them with winning the games they're supposed to. Now the thing I think is kind of whack. You shouldn't be able to get kicked out of the playoffs from the seventh seed. That's kind of whack. 
yeah, I'm, I, I want to watch. This is going to be the second play-in tournament we watch. Yeah. I, I want to see how it works out because hopefully it won't have hopefully won't have like weird situations where like certain teams that had a better year just kind of get the short end of the stick in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. In Portland and Memphis are kind of building a little rivalry out there and they would be playing right now if it were to start. Portland's lost what? Five in a row? Back to back to Memphis? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Memphis, by the way, is is a sneaky team to look out for. What do you think Memphis could do in the um, in the playoffs, though? You think they could beat anybody? I think they could beat Phoenix. That would be good. That would be a good series. I think Phoenix Morant series. Morant would give them problems, and uh, Memphis is so weird. Like they their success comes from just like play like playing defense yeah it does it's it's just crazy it doesn't even matter who's out there they could be like the roster could be shorthanded i mean kyle anderson is a defender in memphis he wouldn't be, i don't think he'd be a defender in any other roster no and um dylan brooks is you know he even had an interview talking about how good his defense was i mean he was self-proclaiming it but his defense was really really good Against Portland. Everybody he guarded had a rough time getting a bucket. And and I still don't trust him, but he's the he's just been having big games. Yeah. All the time. Like, when Morant was hurt, he was getting big games all the time. He's been having big games the last, like, month or so. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Jackson is back, and they, they include him so well into the offense. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, so I think if Jaron Jackson's there for the postseason, man, I this is not this is gonna be a tough matchup for honestly anybody. Is John Morant top five point guards in the league right now? Off the top of my head, Steph, CP, Dame, not no order. I mean, you could mix that up, but is Jaw over Fox? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd put him over Fox for me. Ben Simmons. Mm, I wouldn't put him over Ben Simmons. Okay. This is this year. Maybe last year I might have, but this year, like Simmons's impact has been like so significant. Yeah. Uh, so I just I can't do that. And Morant, but the only thing Morant is missing is just consistency. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a few too many games where he doesn't control the game. Is he over Murray? <sighs> yeah. Or yeah. Trey Young? I, I, <laughs> Trey Young, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm not mad at anybody who who puts him over Trey Young, but I can't do it. Uh, oh, you can't. All, Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trey Young is over him, but he's over Murray for sure. So you went, you went Steph, uh, Ben, Trey, CP, CP, and Dame. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's I, fair. Who am I? Am I missing Kyrie? I, I can't put him over Kyrie just because he's been cooking. 
But Kyrie isn't even a point guard, so I guess... Yeah, I was going to say, is Kyrie even playing point guard? No, no. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, if if he's not top five, he's six to eight at worst. Right. Russ, is he over us? Yeah, he's over us. <laughs> I didn't think you missed him, but I was just making sure. <laughs> I didn't miss Russ. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. mean, he's, again, if this team makes playoff noise, he's moving up in the rankings, I promise you. Okay. And I don't they're know only going to make noise through him. Him and Fox would be close for me. Um, but I, I probably do have him over Fox right now. I just... Sacramento just is awful. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I don't want to knock Fox for that. But, like, you know, if, if Memphis or Atlanta were awful, I'd be knocking Morant or Trey Young. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, Trey Young got hurt, man. I didn't I didn't see how bad his uh, what was it his ankle. Yeah, it's just a Something it's just a regular ankle. sprain. Okay, it's just it's just a regular sprain, just like um, two weeks or so. He'll be back before the. Um, I feel the, bad. Nate McMillan can't win Coach of the Year, but like, if there's like a monthly coach, yeah, he's he's getting the last like several months to be honest. Since he got there, he's won every month. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you see have you seen Milwaukee play recently? No, I haven't. I gotta get on Milwaukee. I've been sleeping on their games a lot. Milwaukee is again, it's really close. They're actually leading the league in points per game. Second in rebounds per game. That's impressive. I didn't even know that. But they're their team, they have so many guys now. It, like, they have so many guys who are getting in the game. They they got Justin Jackson now, I didn't even know. I mean, not that he's great. A big, but, yeah. But that's, that's, he's, he's capable. Yeah, he's a contributor for sure. Um, PJ Tucker, obviously. Jeff Teague's been playing great since he's been there. They still can't figure out how to use Forbes consistently. Bobby Portis is still... They still kind of just force him to be a garbage man. What's his name? They still have no clue how to play DiVincenzo. <laughs> yeah. They start him some games. They, you know, bench him some games. DiVincenzo and Pat Connaughton, I just... I, I don't get, like, what they see. Because I don't see it. Not as 20-plus minute a game guys. That's for sure. DiVincenzo honestly should be the role of what Connaughton is doing. He should be the say it again. He should have the role that Connaughton has. Oh, okay, yeah. Where he's he's maybe not your sixth man, but you, he's getting the most clock off the bench. Yeah, I and agree. I think DiVincenzo. It, it's really honestly all I really have a problem with is that he's starting. Yeah, me too. Because he's the one, like, he's an odd man out. Almost every lineup, he has to do something different. Yeah. You're right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not like a make or break issue for them, but they're a regular season team. They know how to, like, like it get better as the season goes on. <laughs> it just goes out the window in the playoffs? They're in, because they're in playoff mode now. Right. 
So when everybody raises their game in the playoffs, we're gonna what you're seeing from Milwaukee now is exactly what you're gonna see in the playoffs. I just don't I just don't understand why it's so tough for them to like you see these other teams, Brooklyn, Philly, they will lose a game to work on their team's chemistry and team's balance. Like they'll just blow a game doing that. And that's fine with them. But for some reason, Milwaukee tries to win every game. Greek Freak plays 45 minutes a night. And, like, Forbes is there just doing nothing some games. Bobby Portis is there doing nothing. P.J. Tucker, they haven't really figured it out. I haven't seen Justin Jackson even play for them yet. Um, and Jeff Teague looks good. But then, you know, like you said, the DiVincenzo and Connaughton issue, I still don't know exactly why they're out there. Um, and I don't know why, like, what are they waiting for to figure that out is my question. I don't know. I mean, they, they seem, honestly, I don't even think they're waiting. They seem to have a higher, like, idea of those guys than we do. Uh-huh. Because Connaughton, Connaughton gets to shoot threes like he's Bryn Forbes. <laughs> it's right. bizarre. Then, like, Bryn what doesn't are you doing? get any threes off. <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just they're gonna have PJ Tucker. Watch them have PJ Tucker in the playoffs taking like top of the key threes. You'll probably have them shooting mid-range out, shots. Some yeah, some random shit. Cause honestly, this team needs to commit to Middleton for better or worse. They do, yeah. And and maybe it'll be worse considering he's been a letdown in the playoffs. But their offense looks so much more uh versatile when they play through Middleton. Yeah. And again, it's just up to Middleton to not like fall off a cliff in the playoffs. Yep. Or or it's not even like he he has to play on both ends and now he can't really control the offense. Like I don't really get that. Right. So, we'll see. Uh the Clippers signing Boogie for the rest of the season. What do you think? Great move. He's been playing good for them too. I mean, he doesn't play much, but when he comes in, and like he, honestly, if he gives them 15, 20 minutes every playoff game, yeah, they're a favorite. I agree. Even with my issues with them, they're a favorite to me. I agree. I it's as soon as I saw they signed him, I was like, the Clippers. I mean, they might be it, especially. Now the team is getting used to playing through Paul George a little bit. We'll see if Kawhi can come back and just be. It's all up to Kawhi now. It really is, man. It's like literally all up to him. I mean, PG's still dropping 34s every night. Still averaging 30 over the last, what, eight games, I think. It, like since Kawhi's went out, they they won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 of the last 12. So it's like... Yeah, I mean, we've talked about them a lot. I, I think they, they've they improved in a very good way. Like we like we said, it's up to Kawhi to just put the package together. Yeah. Because their team-wise, I, I thought their depth was an issue, but the way they play, it's not. And, I mean, and they're fixing it. Adding Rondo too. Um, Rondo and Cousins solve what like roster issues you have. Yeah, 
Yep, and they're moving the ball so well now. Finally. That's all, that's all it's ever taken for them. Every time they've done that, they look like the best team in the league. Yeah. And obviously it's Kawhi and Serge Ibaka both out. And they go on 11 for 12 games. That's crazy. And decent teams, too. They're not beating like, a bunch of scrubs. But... Oh, yeah, I, I mentioned Portland uh, and their five-game losing streak. Yeah. If Nurkic isn't out this offseason, I'm not talking about them next year. You mean, you're saying if they keep him? If they keep him for another... I watched the, the second half of that second Memphis game. Yeah. Dude, I, I should have told you to watch it. I forgot to text you about it, but... Again, same thing. Like, Nurkic is... is Trying to be Jokic out there still. They're two and eight in their last ten. Bro, they're slipping in this. Like the Lakers, I get it with the Lakers, but the Portland is falling as they're getting healthy. Yeah. Like McCollum comes back and you start sucking. Yeah. Nurkic returns and now he's one of your like, he's your third option at best. Stop playing him like he's the creator for your guards. It's terrible, man. I <laughs> he's becoming one of my least favorite players. Least favorite players is not his fault. It's just how they're using him. Like he's not Draymond Green. What? What are <laughs> the, Terry Stotts? Like, please stop. Yeah, man, it's bad. It's it was. I was so mad watching the game. Like, dude, come on! You just lost. How are you this bad? Playing the same team a day later. Yeah. And John Morant, they have no answer for Morant, which if you don't have an answer for Morant, you're going to have an answer for CP in the playoffs? Nope. No. Luka Doncic? No. Nope. I just, I don't get how this team, they don't learn. They just don't learn. Yeah, man. It's, it's not good. And they still, they still... Make McCollum and Lillard take tough shots. Full like, time. They don't have like they really don't have to do that. That's the that's the problem. I mean, I get that that's their game and they're good at that, but they don't you don't have to do that. You really don't. They but, they have no play style chemistry. No, they don't. None. I don't know who to blame. Like sometimes it looks like CJ. Sometimes it looks like Dame. Sometimes yeah. some it's like certain players on the team. Sometimes yeah. it's Terry Stotts. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, we're we're looking at what six, seven years of them playing together. Yeah, and something it, like that. It hasn't ever like improved in a sustainable way. Yeah, this is McCollum's seven year. Yeah, seven years together. I mean, they look like a, a bottom playoff team. And, like, they shouldn't. Right. Damian Lillard cooled off for a little while, and you suck? Yeah. They have, like, like no one picking up the slack at all. N- nobody. Like, Melo cooled off? Okay, Melo's 36. <laughs> you shouldn't have been relying on Melo to stay hot. It's, it's so crazy. And, like, Powell is not giving you big games after the first couple, and I expected that. And the thing is, they have so many guys who can get 15 points in a night. It's like, 
usually when someone has an off game, not one player has to make it up. It could be four guys, you know? If Dame isn't getting 20, okay, we could have four guys get five more points tonight. Like, that's it to keep the average. But they have guys like, all right, McCollum's off, so Carmelo take 30 shots. Or, you know, Dame's off, so, um, you know, uh, Nurkic take 18 shots. Jumpers. And, and like 12 bad ones, at least 12 bad ones. Yeah. I just, I don't understand. And Gary Trent actually filled this role well for them. Mm-hmm. Why can't anybody be consistent at anything in Portland? I know that that was my main issue with them letting him go. That was it. You're right, man. I, I just I, I didn't I like think it'd Powell, be. A, yeah, but you know we talk about it all the time. It's all momentum. If he's if it's just the flow of the game, Powell is not like. You know, he's not a consistent guy. He's Powell. Powell will spend plenty of minutes being useless out there. Yeah. And that's his game. I mean, he he'll play tough defense, but you got to go on a run to get Powell like his energy yes. going right. And I mean, I, I don't know why he's like that. Some people just you know feed off the energy like that. Russ is like that sometimes. But if he, the other guys, it's like, and losing two people. Not that Hood was giving them anything this year, but he at least had a role to come in and just score. And if you're not scoring, we don't need you to come in. But now it's like everyone needs to come in and actually do something. It looks but nobody bad. Nobody knows what that is. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is getting like. <laughs> I'm done with Terry Stott. I, I, even if they somehow find a way to like make noise in the playoffs and upset somebody, yeah, I'm. I don't care. I've been saying for like four years now, Terry Stotts has to go. Other than Scott Brooks, I can't think of another coach who should go faster than than Terry Stotts. I agree. I, agree. I mean, my God, I mean, Stan Van Gundy is trying to like zoom ahead of them and for the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see after our episode? Did you see the nonsense he was talking about? How like oh, like high schoolers would have been able to do this? No. What did he say? Basically about that Lonzo mistake in that Knicks game when he helped when they were up three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a high schooler wouldn't do that. Like, he's <laughs> trashing the team. Like, dude, the team doesn't learn shit game to game. How is that yeah. not on you? <laughs> anyway, but but Terry yeah. Stotts, man, he just, again... There's he's no, number one for me over Scott Brooks. That's fair because, again, there's nothing consistent on the team. And there's nothing different about this team from last season. Like, it, like, like, like I get Scott Brooks. In a row. Yeah, I let Scott Brooks work with the new team he has. He basically has a completely new team other than Beal. So I let him work, and the team's the team looks good sometimes. I, it's like with the Blazers, some of the players look good sometimes, but the team doesn't. You know, like it's Lillard, often damn. Right, Lillard looks like the best player in the NBA sometimes, and that's cool. But the team, then no one's there. Carmelo looks like Nick's Carmelo sometimes, and then the rest of the team. And I don't, I do not understand the infatuation with Robert Covington around the NBA. I just don't get it. <laughs> what? I don't get it. This is Covington is the exact the per- perfect example for why Terry Stotts needs to go. He is. 
because I agree. the fact that you you've kind of ruled like he's not even a defender anymore. He just gets cooked every night. I have no idea what he does out there. Like he doesn't if, hit if, shots. If Dylan Brooks attacks you, like he sees you guarding him and attacks you, <laughs> you don't. I'm sorry, you're not a defender. Yeah, it, where was Covington? He was. Where was he just at? Minnesota. Houston. Oh, Houston, Houston. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. he and he fit Houston very well. He did. He fit. Philly was a little inconsistent, but this was. Philly was like him just starting to get clock in the league. Yeah. So I'll give him a pass for being inconsistent at that point. And he had but Brett he, Brown. Yes. But you come in to Portland and just like everybody comes into Portland and just doesn't do anything consistently. Yeah. He's a 3 and D guy. Why is he dribbling? Why is he having to defend by himself? He has to make plays sometimes too. It's just it's ridiculous, man. And I haven't seen him get an easy look. Mm-hmm. In the the Memphis second half, he didn't get a single easy look. Nope. So. Uh, and is that Collins coming back? Like ever? <laughs> He's got his care. cast out in February. I don't care. This team, there's like a collective absence of IQ with this team. And honestly. Uh, uh, there's enough blame to go around for everybody at this point. It is. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. I um I hope Lillard you know heats up. <sighs> yeah. I hope off season he just goes and, you know, and puts it puts it on the table and says, Look, I need this to happen, I need that to happen, and I need this to happen. Because you're right. I know he doesn't want to be that guy. He wants to just do it with whatever he got. But look, man, you're not getting any younger. You can only get so much better. So it's like, this is the time. Like, you're wasting time. And this is the team is close. There's a lot of trade pieces here. You know, if he says, look, I want Beal. Get CJ out of here. Get Carmelo out of here. He's washed. Whatever he wants to say. Because the team is nothing without him. So it, none of that matters until Terry Stotts is gone. <laughs> Just like Philly, Philly is the too. Per- Philly and Atlanta are showing like they're perfect examples of this. Yeah, new new coach, new culture, and New York, New York, another perfect example. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong; it doesn't work everywhere. Uh, it, it's not working for Indiana. I can tell you that. No, it's not. Uh, but. Again, Houston is another team it's not working for, but they're they're different. They just everything is a problem there. Yeah, they blew uh, the whole team up, so it's a little bit different. But it's like you you change the roster every off season. New Orleans is not working, right? But you're changing the roster every off season, like three, four, five years into changing the roster. You got to be like, yo, the coach like he's, isn't doing anything differently, right? the same play style no matter who the players are yep and it clearly doesn't work and again i'm not i'm not even talking about their roster moves if terry stotts is still there that's fair yeah he's done nothing to improve anyone yeah he hasn't like you said everybody's just been just either cooking or not right yep uh let's see 
what else? What else you got for the league? Anything? Uh, we can go to Miami. Needs to get it together. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm yeah, sick you of gotta, shit. You gotta explain. <laughs> I just they they don't they don't want to again. They think they can do anything. Miami thinks they can outshoot teams. They could strap teams. They could yeah. like out depth teams. Uh, Bam <laughs> could be unstoppable more than anybody on the other team. Jimmy Supposed Butler to, could do it. Spolster does think he could just throw anybody out there and they'll get it done. Like <laughs> Okpala is not the guy to be guarding Durant. Like or uh, um, the dude from the the big from the Spurs looks fifty. Deadman. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it's the, the hairline being way up here or no hairline at all. He looks 50. <laughs> yeah, he does. He moves like a slightly bigger Haslam. Yeah. And, and, it, and at least Haslam could give you a mid-range because he can't. It's about that time for them to just make Iguodala an assistant coach. <laughs> just like they did with Jawad Howard. Yeah, and... And Haslam, basically. Right. Iguodala, he's done, man. It's, it looks so bad sometimes. His passes are, like, really bad turnovers. His shots, terrible shots. And is Oladipo coming back before the playoffs? I don't know. But Tyler Harrow has been, like, just bad. Yeah. Just bad. Like you watch him, he's do he's playing the exact same way he did last year, and it just looks worse. Yeah, he doesn't look like he got much better. No, and, and I mean I don't. This is the same thing with Portland. Like we said, Terry Stotts is the first domino that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, like you, you don't get to fucking complain and and try to like rile the team or just say like maybe the team will get riled up maybe not while doing nothing to make that happen (laughs) Mm -hmm. jimmy i i didn't forget you swore to this team that you owe them after after y'all lost the finals right like you made it clear like i owe you miami like i'm coming we're gonna get this done yeah you're not taking the season seriously right why should Tyler Hero if you're not gonna do it? Right. I just like Bam. Bam is getting better, but they're they're like before he's even Embiid or Jokic, they're already like forcing him to be that. Yeah, yeah. And Bam's game doesn't have to be expanded. Individual. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like he doesn't need to be taking jump shots. Cause it doesn't help the team, cause no one rebounds on the team except for him. So it's like if Bam's taking a jump shot, who's getting the rebound? There's no one there. I just there's no I've watched. There's no urgency on this team. You, uh, like they're almost not in the fucking playoffs, and there's no urgency on this team. They lost to Atlanta by um, fifteen. Yeah. Jimmy played thirty-seven minutes and took. A whopping 13 shots Once again here we go 37 minutes and 13 shots That's it Who took the most shots Uh, Him and Duncan Robinson And Kendrick Nunn were all tied with 13 
Bam had 12. Tyler Hero had 10. <laughs> that that tells you everything you need to know. I know. I'm not even going to. I've said enough. Yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson are tied for the most shots. Duncan Robinson shot 2 for 10 from 3. 13 shots. He took 10 threes. <laughs> Okay. Hey, if Miami doesn't want to go to the playoffs, they won't. Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte's ready. Charlotte is ready. <laughs> and Charlotte is hungry. Terry and Miles, uh, Miles Bridges about to come back. Yeah, Miles Bridges' nickname get... is Sky Miles, which is fire. Something like that. Yeah, he's just been. I, I texted this to you out of the blue because I haven't I haven't been watching their games because they really haven't been on. Yeah. Uh, but every time I go to like basketball highlights, he's got a new poster. Yeah, he's he's giving out free baptisms, that's for sure. And, and people are like sleep, like yo, you do realize he gets in the paint, he's getting up. Like <laughs> dudes are arriving late, as if like he might lay that shit up. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, and they forget he has like an all around game too. Like they're yeah, back. A lot of it is. A lot of it is him blowing past guys. Right. It, and he he hit four threes against Boston the other night. They beat Boston. Graham is back, finally. Eating already, 24 points. They're tough, man. Bro, this, this team is... If they got most of their guys in the play-in tournament, I'm calling it right now. They're going to be in the playoffs. Oh, for sure. I think for sure. I definitely think they beat Miami in that. They, they beat Boston without... They beat Boston without um, LaMelo, obviously, Malik Monk, Gordon Hayward, and Cody Zeller, which is like, you know, four of their main rotation pieces, two starters. They still this beat is Boston. One of those, this is one of those teams where they're going to walk into the playoffs and whoever they're playing, Philly, Brooklyn, everybody's going to be like, oh, clean sweep. No. Nah. And they're go- like they're gonna have like three, four guys going off in that first game, and they have big time players like Norman Powell. We talk about he's a momentum guy. Big moments, Norman Powell all of a sudden wakes up. But Charlotte, Terry, Graham, Bridges, Hayward, Monk, Lamelo—they're big like full game guys. Like the more pressure on the game, the better they play. And Graham's been doing it since college at um, Kansas. He was a big leader, big-time player. Huge. Terry did it for Boston. They wouldn't have even made it to the Eastern Conference Finals that year if Terry wasn't stepping up all those games. And we see what LaMelo does with a crowd. LaMelo goes crazy. Hayward steps up. They're top tier for for team chemistry. Oh, yeah. And And that's going to be huge in the playoffs. And when when the... there's energy out there, and the team is feeling it. Malik Monk, he he has some like, like he catches magic in his fingers when the team yeah. is hot. He he doesn't even like, like most guys have to get hot to like go off. Yeah, he he literally could go from cold or off to like instant fire. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like he doesn't. All of a sudden, he's taking bad shots, bad shots, and he's missing them. All of a sudden, he like he just couldn't miss for five shots yep. with those it, same bad shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 
I didn't compare him a lot to um, Terrence Ross. He's just like Terrence Ross to me. A little bit yep, smaller, yep. obviously, but, you know. And then he catches some crazy It's like every too. one of their guards, every one of their guards has, like, that Terrence Ross, like, heat check game. Yeah, they do. And, yeah. and I'm not even sure who's coaching them, but the <laughs> fact that they have good balance. Yeah. Uh is is a huge credit to their coaching. Isn't their coach? Um, I don't want to be wrong. I thought it was the coach. I don't from, either. That's why I didn't even guess. Yeah, let me let me look. Let me see if they have it here. It can't be Steve Clifford, right? No, no, no. Uh, it's uh, James Brago from the Spurs. He was assistant for the Spurs, I believe. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're really fun. Again, this is just from highlights. I I hope I hope I get a chance to catch them up, up several times before the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Uh, worst case, we're catching them winning the play-in games. Yeah, yeah. That that's gonna be an exciting game, yeah. regardless of who they play. They're, I think they're, they're pretty much a lock for the play-in game at this point. Okay, that's good. Um, they're up six games. I don't really see Toronto or Chicago catching them. Uh, you know, they'd have to lose six, and then yeah. Chicago or Toronto would have to win six. I don't see that happening. But um, and we, and this could be the last thing we talked about because it's been you know we're getting to this halfway point. Yep. Man, injuries are just slaughtering the league right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Murray wasn't bad enough, Barton no clue when he's coming back. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if the same shit as last year happens. Like, he's kind of getting going, and he just never comes back. Yep. Uh, Boston is getting destroyed by injuries. Yep, every other de- night. Yeah, and they have depth problems. So, them, like, they're, like, Robert Williams being out is a gigantic loss for them. Yep, yep. <clears throat> uh, Trey Young is in and out. Trey Young, uh, Boucher, who was locking up the most improved yeah, he was. For yeah. Toronto got hurt, man. It sucks, man. I, I hope I hope his shit stops come playoffs. Avdija from uh Yeah, yeah. Washington. And the Orlando rookie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember I don't remember the name, but yeah. Yeah, man. That was I mean that that was one of those like freak accident type of things, but Yeah. Again, it's just like a lot of nagging shit, a lot of like rehab-based injuries that we know guys are going to miss, like, huge chunks of time. Yep. Miles Turner is out for a while. I think he broke his toe, right? Indiana sucks, so it doesn't matter. Well, they'll need him for the play-in. Well, you, you're hoping they are they Is there him. a way for them to – can they get eliminated from the play-in? From the play-in? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are only uh they're four four games ahead of Chicago. So, they're two games uh, ahead of Washington. Okay, okay. Two Okay, Washington'll catch them. Uh Chicago, I I don't trust to do that, but Indiana of the potential playing teams, yeah, in the East, Indiana's the worst. Oh yeah. Well, Toronto's only four games behind them too. Toronto, Chicago. I, I are trust. Tied. I trust 
just assuming this could happen, Toronto, Indiana in a playing game, I'm I'm taking Toronto. But that would make Washington not in it. Well, this is just a hypothetical. This I just oh, yeah. want to like make it clear that of all the play potential playing teams. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just like Portland of all the potential West playing teams is the worst. I'm taking Chicago over Indiana too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I just I don't trust Chicago to catch them. Right, right. I but if Chicago somehow gets that matchup, they're winning that. Yeah, I think so. I think Chicago and Washington would be an interesting playing series or playing game, I should say. I think it would be agree. fun to watch. All right. Uh, let's transition right into movies, man. Well, yeah, we'll, no music. No music. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely have music next week because there are, there are a couple things that came out. Yep. Uh, that we could talk about, but not nothing really, cr- nothing really too crazy. No. Uh, but we'll definitely get uh, extra reviews next weekend. Yeah. Where do you uh, do you want to go Oscars or you want to go right into? Let's, let's go Oscars first. Okay. Because I don't have too much to say. Yeah, me either. Me either. Um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya won Best Supporting Actor. Anthony Hopkins is a goat still. Oldest person nah, to ever win. Hold up, hold up. On the Anthony Hopkins, bro, my man's got snubbed. Chadwick? Uh, no, 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 no. Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, this is of all the best picture and, like, the top movies lists every Oscar season. Yeah. I've probably seen the fewest of these movies. Uh, I would going say that into too. This Oscars. But yeah, Sound of Metal, yeah. I did watch, and Riz Ahmed like made the movie mm-hmm. as great as it was. Uh, so yeah, I, I really thought he again. Did. I didn't see I didn't see the Anthony Hopkins movie, but I was I was surprised, man, because Sound of Metal got nominated for a bunch of stuff and deservingly so. Yeah, and he learned sign language just for the movie. I mean, he he did his thing in there for real. He put a lot like, of effort into that. And the movie is such a character study to to where like it's built for if you if the performance is great, like to me the movie's success only is noticeable because of him. Yeah. But again, I, it is unfair because I haven't seen the Anthony Hopkins movie, but I, that that surprised me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people weren't there this time because I, I think right. they weren't really uh, limited. I was the, surprised they yeah. even had so many guests. The show, by the way, I think Oscars as like a viewing thing is dying. Mm-hmm. It's just it just sucks. Like Laurel trying to make it funny. <laughs> you know, he didn't like fuck. He didn't ruin it to me or, or make it worse. Yeah. But this has been an issue for the Oscars forever. It's it's just so boring. In my opinion, I think that they need to take these things off of, like, the... I know they can't, but off of, like, the regular cable television. Like, ABC and um, CBS and NBC, they just ruin these things, man. With the, I feel that. I with feel the politics, that. they gotta yeah. pick the people with that they have on there. Um, with, like, the Grammys and stuff, they always have someone that is, like, tied to the network that does all the performances, everything like that. Yeah. So, um, 
Not that I think that would really change it much at this point, but I think that would definitely help because it it is it's really boring, really 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 boring. Yeah. Um, Nomadland, Nomadland won uh, Best Picture and haven't seen it. I never even heard about it until best, the Oscars. Best Actress, it's it's on Hulu. It's it's really 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 good. It was good. Am I crazy to say Francis McDormand kind of overrated? Would that be a hot take? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a hot take for me. I think she's I think she's rated where she should be. You think she's overrated? I just think she, there's not a lot of versatility to her performances to me. No, there's not. Especially she, once she got older. Yeah, she has that like archetype of just kind of angry woman. Mm-hmm. With with certain other elements a lot of the time. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's, like, bad or, like, you know, trash by any means. Mm-hmm. I just think she gets, like, really strong consideration for awards anytime she's there. Yeah. Uh, and and honestly, I can't, I can't speak to this movie because I haven't seen it, but she got a lot of praise for uh, three billboards outside Missouri. Uh-huh. And, and I thought her I performance that. in that was just, that. like, basic. The movie yeah. was good. The The storyline was really cool, but her, like, she didn't carry the movie or, like, stole the show by any means. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I remember that, that that Oscar season. Yeah, that Oscar season, she was getting a ton of praise. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't feel that either. I'm with you on that one. This one, she, like, it was mostly just her in the movie. So it, she really did okay. carry this one a lot. But I don't know if it was best picture. But um, based on like the I other just, actresses, I can't really talk about these. What? I just can't really talk about a lot of these performances. I haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely went very indie this year. You know, I guess obviously because we didn't go to the movies, we could have only seen a few of these anyway. Yes. So that's that kind of made it a little bit whack. But you know what? I I like that. You do. I think I think the Oscars could benefit from using their their platform to like really push the like the sleeper underrated you know good movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, so I I hope they continue that trend. I don't mind like if a big time movie gets snubbed. Like if it had success, it's okay for the movie to get snubbed. Like I'd rather like. Nomadland, I want to know that it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie last year, the the Asian movie, so good. Uh, yeah. Parasite. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch yeah. it until I'd watched the Oscars, and I was like, oh, I got to see this. Right. And right. it's a classic. Like, it's a classic movie. Right. Yeah. It's so good. And I, I, I love that the Oscars do that for me every year. Mm-hmm. The, the one that won Best International Feature... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio already got the rights to remake it, so we're gonna see Say that in less. English. Say less. English pretty quick. Uh, Ma Rainey's won a lot of awards for the design, hair, makeup. That was cool. Soul won a lot of awards. I haven't seen that yet, but I want to. Um, the animated movie, Two Distant uh, Strangers for, on Netflix, great. Go ahead. I think for the, a little bit of a hot take, I don't mind the other winnings for Soul. Mm-hmm. But I thought Onward was better. Mm. That, that was just I, my opinion. Like it's obviously it's close, so I'm not really mad at it. But yeah, 
to me, I, I would have picked Onward over Soul. I saw Onward. Like I said, I haven't seen Soul. I haven't seen any of the other ones either, I don't think. Yeah, the other ones I'm asleep on too. Wolf Walkers. Yeah. Yeah, Soul uh, just seems like one of those. It, it was. It seems more... And you saw it? Yeah. Was it more it's dramatic good, good. than Onward? Uh, I think Onward's... To me, Onward's like emotional climax was a lot like... Oh, yeah. I just thought it was more like impactful. Gotcha. Yeah, with the dad and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just... Yeah. That connection. But again, Jamie Foxx and the music... Yeah, and I it, it's just great. Yeah, it won for the music, I think. Yeah, and it yeah. should have to, for those categories. It definitely should have. Yeah, but onward again. It, this is like a, if if onward to me was a ten out of ten, soul was a nine point like eight. So oh, okay. it's not a it's not a it's only a margin. It wasn't a robbery. You're saying no, no, no. Gotcha. Uh, Tenant best visual effects. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold up see. there was something I think in visual effects that got nominated that pissed me off Mulan yes yeah it's exactly what it was I, I was knew just exactly to get to it <laughs> yeah no that's okay, for those who've seen it no yeah there's definitely been some things nothing you know. about Mulan is impressive nothing I think the, the new li- mutants uh, visual effects is better than Mulan's. No question. That's not a hot take at all. <laughs> yeah, the new That's mutants visual effects statement. were kind of fire compared for to sure. Mulan. Best, probably the best part of the movie for new mutants. Yeah. yeah. Mulan. Mulan looked fake in all the like the lit parts. Yeah, it did. It did. So bad. I cannot believe that's like when they nominated the Suicide Squad, but at least like. Co- that was like costume design or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like your vis- your visual effects are just as much of a problem as just the whole writing, the acting, the perf- like everything. Yeah, the thing so. with costume design and superheroes is tough because there's like nothing to really compare it to, other than like the you yeah. know the comics. Like with Ma Rainey's, who won, obviously they can compare it to that old style jazz the era that that's supposed to be from so you can be like oh yeah that was that looks really accurate that looks great but just saying oh she really looks like harley quinn that's it's not that hard of costume and that's kind of yeah that's kind of the two like things that get noticed with costume design it's either superhero and comic stuff Mm -hmm. or it's like historical either past or future type of stuff right so yeah i get it um, let's see what else. Uh, first, so if 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 you're if both of them are supporting actors, by the way, for Kaluuya and Stanfield, yeah, I would have given it to Stanfield. Okay, I, I'm not mad at that. Just again, another uh, not a hot take, not like a huge difference. Yeah, uh, but I thought Stanfield, Stanfield had like a tougher emotional. It, he had tougher emotional depth to pull off. Yeah. If that makes sense. I agree. That, well, that's why I think he should have been in Best Actor. Yeah. Because... I, it, that would have that would have made me have no problems with this. Yeah, because, I mean, there, was, there really was no... Just so little screen time without him. And he did so much in there from being 
two different people in there a lot of times, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, her won for Best Original Song. Not surprised. I nice she, to see her, her get... Uh, just a good artist getting recognition in any, like, field yeah. is a positive, man. She's almost at her EGOT, I think. I think she has three. Three of the... She's won a lot. Deservingly so, too. What the other one is the is Broadway, right? That's the last one. It's yeah. TV, um, Grammy, movie, and then Broadway. I don't think she has a Broadway one, but she has the other three. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, shout out to her for sure. I think I covered everything. I thought there. Uh, by the way, I, something that wasn't really an award. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Their like sneak peek of In the Heights. Yeah, the the Lin Manuel Miranda movie that, from the trailers, I thought looked awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the they their sneak peek and a little bit of a deep dive into like how the movie got made, I, I thought it was a good way to like make me more excited, more um, I guess more excited about the movie. Yeah, I agree. Me too. I I even uh. <laughs> I didn't. No one. I didn't ask for a West Side Story movie, but I kind of liked how it looked, or whatever it was. Play. I don't know what they're doing with it, but the West Side Story preview. Yeah. yeah. I was cool with that, but I mean, obviously, like I said, I don't think anyone asked for that, but it is what it is. They just they they gotta shorten it, man. I don't care if it, if that means some categories gotta get axed, but like. Yeah. Like the, the the shorts, bro. They gotta do the shorts separately. The best live like, action short I, I film. Get you mean? All the shorts, like the live action, the animated, like. Oh yeah. To yeah, me, yeah. that's like a separate thing. It is. It is. I just I don't know, man. Anything to to make the time go faster. I think the sound they stuff... They think they're like a damn NFL game with all the commercials. Yeah. I think the sound stuff could be separate or not televised. And that's no offense to them, but like, best song, best sound, best... Um, what's the... Like, best music department, whatever. Like, I, I mean, the thing is, we'll never see They have those like people. two. They have like best music and... Exactly. Yeah, we're just not going to see those people ever, like, I don't know. It just takes a certain type of person to judge that. So, it's kind of tough to tough to watch. All right, uh, anything else yeah. in there? No. Shout out to um, Two Distant Strangers, uh, Van Lathan over there, the podcaster. Ava DuVernay's brother was a part of that, Durant was a part of that Conley was a part of that Jesse Williams Joey Badass starred in it so shout out to them a lot of different uh, aspects of the culture in there uh, alright let's get right to it man the movie the movie did, did you watch uh, so you watched Mortal Kombat yeah of course now were you a how much of a game fan were you growing up of Mortal Kombat, um, ten being the highest, I was probably a, I was probably just a six. I wasn't like a, 
Uh, like I wasn't out buying all of them, but I appreciated it, and I have I have like maybe three of the games. Um, yeah, and I played in the arcades and stuff back when arcades were cool. Uh, I I was like a always fan. a yeah I was always a big character fan. I never oh, yeah. like the story and all that. Never really cared about, but the characters were always like super cool, super creative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna say it right away. I love this movie. I loved it too. I love this it too, movie. Man. This movie, the, the all the positives I had for Godzilla and Kong, yeah, or Godzilla versus Kong, this mm-hmm. movie just nails. Yeah, nail it doesn't take itself too seriously. Check. Yeah, the action, dude. They do like the a- the Asian style of action in this movie. Yeah, and and you know, like Joe Tas- Taslam, I think I'm saying that right as Sub Zero. Yeah, I I can't think of a more perfect cast. Super perfect, and he yeah. nails it. I mean, he's dude. Like Sub Zero was my favorite character growing up, so the fact yeah, that they yeah. made him like the most menacing, the most like lit character. Yep, I was dude. All his fights, all the ice stuff he was doing, perfect. Looked so good. Perfect. They did Sub Zero perfect. So good, bro, and and Scorpion, the two the two most known characters. Yeah, they nailed. Yep, they gave him like this really cool rivalry to kind of push the story for for you to like yep. go along with the characters. Um, and yep. I, I thought most of, like Kano, Kano, like if you don't find him funny, I'm sure you didn't like him, but I thought he was funny. I thought he was hilarious, man. He was yeah, great. His, his reactions to like the the crazy stuff that was happening were yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I thought um, the girl was good. All the girls were good. Melina looked great. Yep, Melina looked uh, really good. Who, I can't think of the 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 Sonya Blade girl. Yes, Sonya Blade was yeah. so good. She was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought Goro looked good for the quick second he was in there. Yeah, I, I liked mo- how it wasn't a lot of two recognizable actors like they use a lot of like <laughs> in a way a lot of these actors were random other than scorpion and sub-zero which is how it should be those are yeah. the people we really want to see and the rest of the casting was pretty random but well done because sometimes especially the superhero movies and stuff like this the video game adaptations when they get too like off brand or like uh um, obscure with the casting, it doesn't yeah. work out well a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, and we want you know everyone wants to see stars because Marvel has made it common for superstars to be in these kind of movies. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm not as pressed as a lot of people, but right. I just honestly, man, if if you liked Sub Zero in the games, you're gonna love this movie. Yep, that's yep. really it. Like it, it's very simple. The sto- I, I thought they were going to have a tournament, which actually, as the movie was going on, I'm like, it's going to look stupid if they have a tournament. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Yeah, they, they kind of... Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just think they... The, the story progresses with like a great balance of good character moments to make you like everybody mm-hmm. and just being fast-paced. Yeah. Yeah. So... Again, there were certain things that you could question, just like with Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. 
but it's it's Mortal Kombat. Like, what are you doing questioning things? Like, it's it's a video game about a fight tournament. I I would go as far as saying the effects in this were perfect. I think all the effects were great. I I can't Dude. think of one moment where I was like, oh, that that didn't look good. Everything on here looks really 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 good, and even in a lot of ways as realistic as I think they probably could have done. Yeah. All the characters look great. Yeah. I thought... I don't know Johnny Cage's story like that, but he was a weak main character. The... Uh, the um, He wasn't even Johnny Cage until, like, the, that was kind of the twist at the end. No, they... Oh. No, they go get... I think the twist was supposed to be them going to get Johnny Cage, like, for the next movie. Oh, because I was I was pretty set that the guy uh, they called him like a normal name the whole time. Cole Cole Young, Cole yeah. Cole Young. I was like, yeah. is that not Johnny Cage? Like, I wasn't sure. It was kind of threw me off for a, a big portion of the movie. Now the end is supposed to be like an Easter egg of them going to get Johnny Cage next uh, okay, for the next okay. one. I, I like I for- it, man. I forgot which actor it was, but one of them said they already signed up for four, four of these movies. And the way they did it here, again, they all the the things they cared about is what fans wanted to see. Absolutely, yep. And they created just enough meaningful relationships to, for, again, for you to be invested in the characters. Yep, the fatalities uh, look great. Yeah, and like the way they played with that, like didn't make it too serious, was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the casting was so like Liu Kang was perfect. He was perfect. Uh, again, Kano was perfect. Uh, yep. The guy with the Kung Lao was great. Kung Lao was great. Uh, and again, the the final fight s- sequence in this movie, by the way, where it's, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Scorpion yep. and Cole Young versus Sub-Zero. Uh, Sub-Zero. Yeah. I mean, literally flawless. Yeah. At one point, so, like, I didn't even catch this. I was so shocked. I had to rewind it. Yeah. Sub-Zero, like, takes the blood from Scorpion, mm-hmm. freezes it, and then stabs him with it. <laughs> I was like, like, even yeah. the video game can't think of shit like that. Right. Yep. And he did, in that scene, he did a lot of his moves. That ice wall, that's from the game. Um, You know, the yes. daggers. The clone. The clone where he like backed off was such a game move. Yep. yep. I loved it, man. Yeah. It it was solid. Uh I, I think the next one, Johnny Cage is coming, Baraka is coming, and it's one other one coming. But I mean I mean go ahead. Uh this is also a Russo um one of the Russo brothers did this. The, uh, the younger I'm one. I'm not surprised. I, I could tell by the pace. Yeah. Now that you, I mean, I didn't know that, but now that you say that, just thinking about the pace of the movie, I I can see that. Yeah. And yeah. I like that there was there was characters in this I didn't know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Cole Young, he's a new character. I think they made just to f- make the movie flow. But um, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, me too. It, uh, he acted well. He did. He did. His storyline was just basic. Yeah, it was. And I think that... It's okay. I think that um, the next one, if they do another one... They better. 
Um, well, I think that how we're talking about they didn't have a tournament. I think they're setting it up. Obviously, this one, he was trying to, spoiler alert, trying to kill everyone off before the tournament. So I'm thinking yes. next time they're actually going to try to get to the tournament. Or, um, you know, when, like I said, Baraka and Johnny Cage come. So it was good, man. I like how Jack's, I like how his storyline, you know, came together, him losing his arms, like them showing that part. I liked that. <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny how they gave him like basic Terminator arms at first. <laughs> yeah, until he unlocked his thing and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought I that liked, was really cool. I liked that a lot. Yep. And, and Kano is just like Kano's kind of the the central humor like character, mm-hmm. and he nails it, dude. I think I just thought he nailed it. All his lines are hilarious. So yeah, when funny. when him and Kung Lao and Liu Kang were going back and forth yeah. at the dinner table, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah so funny. Yep, yep. All right. Uh, quick thing that was quick about Mortal Kombat. Good movie. Speaking Can't wait for of the next. superheroes. Perfect segue. So it's over. Falcon and Winter Soldier has ended. For those who haven't seen it, cut the podcast off because this is all we're doing for the rest of the time. Uh, <laughs> where do you want to start with that, man? Um, well, Anthony Mackie, like, I, I didn't think. Like he could steal the show, but he mm-hmm. stole the show. Yeah. Um. And you know, Completely. before I even get, we get into like the overall show stuff, he he has taken what what um, Chris Evans did as Captain America. Yeah. And like nailed it. Yeah. Like the same the same likability check. Yep. Like the charisma check, the unrelenting like hero mentality check. Yep. And kind of like his like normal like how he's a normal guy. Yeah. Uh, I thought his overall character, and I never cared about Falcon in the uh, Avengers run. Right. And this show made me like consider him honestly one of my favorite characters. Yeah, that was that was the big objective uh for the season you know because they kind of started out started out with him uh being confused why he was picked by cap to be the next cat um then it got to the point where bucky was confused as well then you know then he just didn't want it then um they realized that it was too important for the guy who did get it obviously uh um what's his name in there I forgot his name. John Walker. John, John Walker, Walker to get it. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, John Walker was just messing up, man. <laughs> over and over. Yeah, Every he was just episode. taking endless L's. Yeah, he got beat up. Then he stopped them from stopping the Flag Smashers on the um, truck. <clears throat> he messed that up. Then he, you know, messed up when uh, when um, Anthony Mackie... Uh, when Sam was talking Carly down, yeah. yeah, great conversation. He comes in, ruins that. Then he gets his boy killed. He got him killed because they shouldn't have even been there. It was all yeah. cool till they got there. 
got his boy killed, then he killed somebody live, basically on television, on everyone's smartphone. Then he got his, you know, got the shield taken, made his own garbage shield that got dented up five minutes into the fight. Yeah, but I man. liked I liked the John Walker's arc. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I really uh, they wanted you to hate him, and I really hated him. I still hate yeah. him, but I really hated him. Even third, fourth episode. Even early on, early on, like they they kind of they were like fifty fifty with it, where they wanted you to like him. Yeah. But at the same time, like they were hinting pretty early that obviously he maybe isn't a great Captain America. Yeah. They wanted you to give him a chance. Uh, they were like, yeah, you know, yeah. He, he could do it. And look at his motives. He had cool motives. You know, he had a nice... His wife had his back. Um, you know, he felt the pressure. And, you know, it made you feel like, oh, you know, maybe he can do it. Maybe he is just... It is a lot of pressure. He just needs some time. Nah, you know, <laughs> not really. He's actually a jerk. And they so. did a good job... Yeah, but they did a good job of making him very realistic. Yeah, they did. Like, his, his kind of downfall was very genuine, I thought. It was, yep. Uh, where he was kind of this model soldier who really was, like, it was just too much, too much pressure. Yep. Uh, and they just, they nailed that storyline. I mean, the chemistry with everybody in this cast was just flawless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier and... and in Falcon, like going back and forth, was hilarious. Yeah, it was. It was great. When he's walking up to like the criminals, and he like, yo, like you spent a little time in Wakanda, came out White Panther. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was hilarious. It was. It was. And Mackie, Mackie, a couple times like threw in like the most random lines that were so funny. Yeah, he did. Uh, when he talks to the kid on the street. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Uh, there was one point where he's like, "Like, yo, are we done with the like the super soldiers or something like that?" It was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Zemo in here was great as well. You know, he didn't have, you know, him in Civil War. He was so, I guess, underdeveloped. At the, yeah, I was gonna say at the time he seemed so insignificant. I was like, yes. oh, like. Why is he even in this? Why do we care? Because what we cared about was the superheroes fighting each other, obviously. So his even um, character really didn't seem like it mattered. And then uh, bringing him back, I thought was going to be difficult, but they did it pretty smoothly. And they even yeah. got to build him as a person. You got to see him, you know, be like a human. So I thought that was interesting. I thought they did a good job with that too. Yeah, and, and like Sebastian Stan did a really good job. He again, this was like this was Anthony Mackey's show. Yep, it was. Uh, I wouldn't have been mad if they just called it Falcon, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, but but he does such a good job because the story is very centered around a lot of the things that happened to him. Yeah, uh, and he kind of he can relate to a lot of the the character like struggles that happen. Yeah. Uh, he had a lot of re relatability to John Walker, yep. to Falcon, yep. even to the the girl that was running the, the like the villain, I guess, of the movie. Yeah, Carly. Yeah. Yeah, and, yep. and I thought that made it so much again, so much more impactful that he was there for a lot of this, for yeah. all of it, obviously. Yep. 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 I'm trying to think if there's anything really I didn't like. 
Um, I mean, another thing I loved was how they cr- the the struggle of the show was centered around the what Thanos did, mm-hmm. uh, where people disappeared for five years and then came back, and and again they made it realistic with the struggles that come from that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and again, I I can't really think of much that I didn't like. Uh, I thought the um. The Madripoor stuff was kind of weird. Yeah, when Zemo took him over there, and then they saw Carter yeah, and, all and that. the girl who yeah. turned out to be the uh, power broker. Yeah, the power broker. I thought that was kind of weird, kind of forced. Yeah, um, I thought it was too, and it seemed like they almost needed like another. They didn't really need another episode, but they needed to spend more time of why we should have even cared that the power broker was a thing. Yeah. Cuz like yeah, they were talking about oh yeah, they you know, they go see the power broker, the power broker, but it was like like it was almost like we needed to see more people that the power broker impacted. Cuz like they throughout the show, the power broker really had no impact. So it was like I didn't really get the intrigue of why we needed to even know who she was. So. Yeah, and I I did forget. I said the cast was perfect. There was one small error. Oh. Uh, I always forget her name, but she's from Seinfeld. The one that Julia, came to recruit John Walker, Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, Dreyfus. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't need her like trying to be memorable <laughs> or like trying to be funny. She's supposed to set up the next season, I guess, or the future. But I don't know if it's. Didn't they say this is the series finale? Like it's gonna be. I don't think they're continuing specifically this show. Either they're not going to continue it as a show and go into a movie from here, um, but they're continuing. Like they're continuing these characters for sure. Right. Yeah. So either it's going to be a movie or maybe the show will be Captain America, and again, it'll just be Captain America. Because. Um, but I thought them exploring the history of kind of the super soldier stuff. Yeah. Uh, it made. It made uh, Anthony Mackie's struggle throughout the show so much more meaningful. Yeah, it did. Uh, yep. And that like final speech he gives to this to the senator was so impactful. It was. Yeah, yeah. And he, he dealt with a lot here. He dealt with finances. He dealt with the racial insecurities and disparities. He dealt with um, you know being a hero versus being an anti-hero, and what that was like stepping up from being a sidekick what that's like it was a lot he he went yeah. through in here it was good really 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 good it, people who think this is just like the movies this had a lot more depth than a lot of the movies do yeah I will say the only thing my only negative probably was I think the flag smashers could have been uh I guess just a little bit more dangerous for me like I, I get that you know the stuff they were doing was important and they were kind of just they were terrorists but they were very like low caliber terrorists like anarchists kind of yeah and they didn't do that much you know Uh, obviously at the end they they kept setting yeah and they one thing they didn't nail i think was the like they they were kind of progressing Carly to go like kind of dark side, I guess. 
Yeah. Uh, to where she was starting to just blatantly like not value lives after a certain amount of time. Yeah. But I, again, I thought that that went from like it went from not being a thing in the first three four episodes to them like mm-hmm. just sneaking it in every now and then the last couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was a little bit the pacing of that storyline wasn't very good. Yeah, I, I I think they were probably the biggest issue the villains. Another thing is Carly's death. Obviously, spoiler alert. Sorry if you if you didn't already cut it off. We told you to stop. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Carly's death, I thought, was underwhelming. I think, like, obviously, you know, once she died, she died. But I felt like I was supposed to feel more about her dying. Because she kind of was going back and forth. She actually was trying to do something that was... That actually was trying to help people. But, uh, you know, doing it, obviously, the more dangerous, like you said, anarchist way. But I didn't really feel anything from her death. It felt like it was one of those, you know, he was holding her. It felt like one you were supposed to, like, really be upset. Maybe your eyes get a little wet or whatever. I didn't feel anything like that. The the I agree with you for the most part, but the slight disagreement for me is that his his like his uh, Falcon's like re- relatability to her cause and him kind of understanding what she's doing uh, did yeah. make it somewhat impactful towards the end. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like her her death specifically was underwhelming, but like the impact it had on Falcon, I thought was pretty well done right 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 that's true i agree with that i agree yeah um so john walker becomes u.s agent which is a uh kind of an anti-hero from the comic see more of him man i I like i like the stuff he did here yeah i mean he's you mean as an actor yeah yeah he got that pedigree he's kurt russell's son so he's a you know he got it. it. Got it in his veins. And he does uh, a good job. And I haven't seen him in too much, but he he picks yeah. very like roles that he can handle. Yeah, he does. Yep. Yeah, he does. Yep. Yep. Um, anything else about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Great show. I enjoyed it. Disney Plus. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, um, man, they're doing a good job. I think Loki's next. Loki is next as far as the show. I think right. Black Widow comes out before Loki does, though. Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Julia Louis Dreyfus is supposed to be in there. Okay. I think she's supposed to be in Black Widow. That Black Widow movie looks good, man. I've I've been excited about it since you know we've seen the trailer and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, the villain is um, Taskmaster. I think his name is, and he can like yeah, yeah. copy people's moves or whatever. So that that'll be pretty cool. Some of, like, her, the characters, I don't know where those characters, I guess from her, like, earlier days as an assassin. Yeah. Uh, but they looked, they're just from the trailers, their chemistry looked really good. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, do you think that Black Widow will, like, you think she comes back from the dead after this movie? Like, do you think this I don't movie think so. I th- I'm pretty a- sure this is set after Civil War. After Civil War and before Endgame? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not certain on that, but I'm pretty sure I read that. 
Because I heard, I heard people saying that it might set up her, like, uh, you know, I they're going not. to the different universes and all that stuff, multiverse, yeah, all that. Yeah, so, I hope not, man. You want her to be done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I'm just tired of deaths, like, not... Like, DC could get away with it with Flash, but that's... <laughs> like, Flash has done that as a character, you know, in his stories, even in the show. Yeah. Again, I'm not as familiar with Marvel stuff, but it's just gonna be weird if they start just kind of like fast and furiousing it, like they're fucking bringing back Han as as if he didn't die. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh. So it's just weird. Yeah. Bring back Han, but don't bring back uh, Gal Gadot. That's yeah, whack. crazy. If you're gonna so bring whack. someone back, that's who we want. Facts. Uh. Yeah. Um. I know that. Uh, they also set up for like the what is it the Young Avengers I think so it's like a spinoff of the Avengers with um, Sam as Captain America, Isaiah Bradley the original Captain America the black one and um, there his grandson becomes a hero, so it's gonna they're setting up a lot of things a lot of little Easter egg kind of things you know how Marvel does with the Easter eggs yeah and they're doing a good job man really they good. Are. They are. Yep, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all we got today. Yep. All right. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Subscribe. Follow on Instagram. Saw there, and it'll be in the description. Whatever. Um, and we'll see you guys next week.